Hi there, I'm Caroline Thor, professional organiser, KonMari consultant, teacher and mum of three. I started off my life as a mum feeling overwhelmed, disorganised and desperately trying to carve out some time for me amongst the nappies, chaos and clutter. One day, one small book called The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying changed everything and I began to learn strategies for making everyday life easier. Today I have the systems in place that means life can throw almost anything at me and I want to share them with you. If you're an overwhelmed mum struggling to keep it together, then this is the podcast for you. Grab a coffee and settle in for a quick chat with someone who gets your reality. Hi there, and thank you for joining me again today. My name's Caroline, and I'm the host of the Living Clutter-Free Forever podcast. Up until now, whenever I've done a podcast, unless it's been one with a guest, I've always done it scripted. And today I've decided to take a departure from that and try just having a chat with you about certain topics that are important to me and important to my family and are very much based around organising. The idea for this podcast episode came about because my son, who's 10 and has autism, decided just before we went away for our summer holiday that he wanted to come on my podcast and talk to me about what it's like to have autism, the things that he finds great about it and the things he enjoys, and then also to share the things that he finds difficult And his idea was to try and help other people understand what it's like to live with autism. So we've sat down today to record that chat because he still was interested in doing it and wanted to do it. But once he was confronted with the microphone and could see the waves going up and down on the recording, um, he got completely freaked out by it and could no longer do it. So I asked him if it was okay if I went ahead and made this episode anyway without him and talk about the things that he finds difficult and how it impacts us at home and how organising has helped us deal with that. So Oliver is 10. He's the youngest of three children that I have. My other two girls are 15 and 13 years old. And Oliver first got his autism diagnosis two years ago when he was eight. When Oliver was little, it became obvious that things needed to be very structured and not just for him, but also for me. It was hard to know from day to day what we were going to be able to do, where we were going to be able to go, how much time anything was going to take. It was around him being the age of two that I discovered the KonMari book from Marie Kondo about tidying your house. And that really helped me to put into place structures and systems within our home that made life easier for me. I was so busy dealing with the kids and specifically Oliver and his needs that any additional stress just really sometimes would send me over the edge. So knowing where the kids' clothes were, where their shoes were before we went out, where everyone's hats and scarves were in winter, where the sun cream was in summer, where the swimming things were, what food I had in the cupboards to cook, exactly what I was going to cook on what day, all those sort of things being organized in advance meant that I could then be freed up to deal with the day-to-day things that were occurring and give my full attention and focus to those and supporting the children with what they needed, specifically Oliver. 
before those systems were put in place and I had decluttered the house and organized everything. It was incredibly stressful on a daily basis because I would very often not know where things were. And if suddenly Oliver's behavior became very challenging, it would mean it was very difficult to go and look for something. And it just added to my stress. So it really has helped me um, having the house conmaried with dealing with the things that he finds difficult. For those of you that have listened to my podcast before, you will be aware that um, we live in Germany. We have done for the last 17 years and Oliver and the girls were born here. And the autism diagnosis that we got for Oliver was really quite generic and I didn't feel it fitted to his behaviors and his traits particularly well. And it wasn't long after we got the diagnosis that, as I think a lot of parents do, I was surfing the internet, desperately looking for answers, strategies to help me deal with his behavior and to support him, that I came across the term pathological demand avoidance. And everything about that diagnosis or type of autism seemed to fit so very well to Oliver and the difficulties and struggles we were facing with him. And the more we looked into it, the clearer it became that he definitely fitted into this um, diagnosis of pathological demand avoidance, even though it's not something that is officially recognized in Germany. And pathological demand avoidance is very special in that you would not know if you met Oliver that he has autism. He presents as a very engaged child. He can make eye contact. He clearly is able to read emotions from others. Not what you would typically think of as someone with autism. But the main trait that makes pathological demand avoidance so difficult for the people that have it and for the people that live with them is that they will struggle to do anything or complete anything that they see as a demand. And that could be something as simple as brushing your teeth, leaving the house, putting your shoes on, going to school. But also the thing that we find um, the most difficult to understand as parents is he will also find it very difficult to do things that he would love to do if he perceives them as a demand. So for example, if my girls say, come on, we're all going to the ice cafe. We're fortunate to have one just around the corner from our house. Um, he's not able to go with them, even though he would really love to go and get an ice cream. If however, half an hour beforehand, someone says, I'm going to go to the ice cafe later. Anyone who might want to come with me is welcome to join me. And then when it comes to time to go, someone says, oh, we're going now for anyone that wants to join us, then Oliver will quite happily go with them. So it's things that he would actually like to do, but isn't able to do because he perceives it as a demand. And going to school is actually one of those things that for him, he would like to be able to do. But the demands that are placed on him in that school environment mean it makes it very difficult for him to attend school and stay in school because it's just such a demanding environment for him. So how has the KonMari method and organizing made my life easier? 
I was wondering how best to explain this to you and I thought I would just go through each area of the house and explain how this helps me with the day-to-day running of things and supporting Oliver and the girls and their needs. So let's start with the kitchen. Oliver has a specific anxiety around certain types of food which he can't be in the vicinity of and it makes cooking meals really challenging and it makes meal times really challenging. So I have to be very careful that his food remains separate from ours and that if I'm cooking something that he is not able to be near that we have separate meal times so that he can eat his food in peace and quiet and then he would maybe go and watch some TV or play on his tablet and um, the rest of the family can then eat their meal together. This makes me quite sad that we can't eat together as a family but it's not fair on Oliver to expect him to stay at the table with things that really stress him out. So over the years we've learned that this is better for everybody. And it means I've got um, cupboards and my fridge and freezer organized so that I know I've got food in for Oliver and I've got food in for the rest of us. I try not to have too much in so I can see exactly what I've got. And each Sunday I will sit down and write a meal plan for the whole week so that I know exactly what I'm cooking on each day whether that's for Oliver or for the rest of the family, and try to plan in at least three meals, which is going to be something that we can all eat together, especially at the weekend. I try really hard to make that happen. And then I always know I can look at my plan. I know what I'm going to be cooking and it's quickly and easily sorted out. And if I have got the capacity to cook in advance and freeze things in advance, then I will do that. And then I just have to defrost and reheat stuff and cook some fresh veg or something to go with it. Just makes everything go a little faster. So that's how how organizing the kitchen has really helped. And my cupboards are well organized. I've got an overview of everything. I can see what I have and it just makes life super simple for me. The living room and living space are tidied up, not immaculately. Let's face it, I've got three kids, two cats and a dog and a husband. So it doesn't always look immaculate, but it's everything's got a place to go back to. And within about five minutes, I can have it completely tidied up. And this for me has been the complete game changer because it means that cleaning is very fast. I can just hoover around. I'm not having to pick up stuff or move anything before I can get started. So that has made life much easier. And it's important for Oliver to know where his electronic devices are and that things are charged because it becomes very stressful for him if he goes to use something and the battery's empty. So we've got charging stations around, we can always have stuff plugged in, and it means that we alleviate any stress points during the day where he comes to be doing something that he thinks he can do and um, then finds he can't because actually a battery's empty. So I always try to avoid this scenario happening at all costs. It's just not worth the stress for him. And it's certainly not worth the stress for me. And then when it comes to um, the bathrooms, I try to keep the um, shampoos and shower gels and everything to an absolute minimum. We have one of everything in the bathroom and one extra stored in a cupboard. 
And then if someone takes the last one out of the cupboard, they will write on my shopping list that we need a new one. That way we haven't got massive amounts of back stock to store. I know on home edit, it always looks really cool having all this back stock in containers on display. It looks beautiful and I do get home edit envy when I see it, but it's just not practical for us to have too much stuff lying around. And um, it means it's quicker to clean if you don't have things stored on shelves. I'm all about keeping the cleaning as simple as possible. Um, I also have done the same with towels and things. We have enough towels for one each and four spares so that I will wash the towels on a Monday morning. They get dried. They go back into the bathrooms by Monday afternoon. And it means that I don't have cupboards full of spare towels that aren't actually getting used. Oliver's bedroom specifically we've thought very carefully about to try and make life as stress-free as possible for him. The main stress point for him was getting dressed in the morning because that's perceived as a massive demand, especially when it means getting dressed to go to school when he doesn't want to. So I've learned to keep his clothes to an absolute minimum. He now has three pairs of jogging bottoms and two pairs of jeans, seven short sleeve t-shirts and two hoodies. And then for the summer, we had three pairs of shorts. And it means that everything in his drawer, and it all fits in two drawers, actually, everything in his drawers, he loves to wear. There's no issue of pulling anything out that there could be a discussion about. He loves all of his t-shirts. He loves all of his trousers. None of them have got scratchy labels on them. He likes wearing them. He thinks they're cool. He's helped choose them. And it just means that he can be independent and get himself dressed in the morning and pick his clothes out because whatever he pulls out is going to be fine. It also means that my laundry pile doesn't get completely out of control because I don't have that many clothes that go into it each week. The the girls um, will complain that they don't have enough choice of clothes. It's not cool going into school, always wearing the same things on rotation and that their friends have so much more to choose from which I do understand. And we've started to buy a few more items for them this year. But again, we try to keep it to an absolute minimum so that we're actually wearing the clothes we have. We haven't got things hanging in our wardrobes that never get put on. And it's also better for the environment. Another area that has made my life so much easier has been school supplies. I have a cupboard in the house where I keep multiples of things that they might suddenly announce they need for school, like ink cartridges or pencils or spare books that they write in, their exercise books. And the kids know where to go and pick something up if they need it. And if they take the last one of something, the rule is they write it onto the shopping list so that I know I need to get a new one. And this has helped them be very independent about getting what they need They don't have to ask me, which is an absolute godsend that they don't involve me in every little decision that they make. And it also means that we don't have any last minute stress that they suddenly announce at nine o'clock at night that they need something for the next morning. And I've got some stressed run to a shop in the morning to try and get it before school starts. So to wrap things up for this episode... What I was hoping to achieve is to share with you a little bit of my personal story and how things are for us at home and whether you have a child with special needs or not, it's just so much easier to support them when you're not struggling with everything that's going on around you at the same time. I know that I've managed to make my life an awful lot easier 
And I wanted to empower you today to know that you can do the same and that it doesn't have to be so much of a struggle every day. There are small tweaks and things you can do to make your life easier. If anything of what you've heard today has resonated with you, I would love to hear from you and connect with you on Instagram. You can find me under caro.thor and I'm always happy to respond to any comments and messages that people send to me. So I would love to hear from you. And to finish off, a special thank you to Oliver for allowing me to share his story today. Until next time. If you have enjoyed this episode, please send the link to a friend you know would appreciate it. Subscribe and leave a review. I look forward to bringing you more organizing tips next time. But if you can't wait until then, you can go to my website or find me on Instagram at caro.thor or on Facebook at Caroline Organizer. Thanks for listening and I look forward to guiding you on your journey to find your clutter-free ever after.